Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Cliff Randall of Total Body Transformation, coming to you from Fort Lee, New Jersey. Cliff, what's going on, man? How are you today? Oh, it's great. Thank you for having me. We are excited to have you. I appreciate you being here. And, and obviously, Cliff, we're here to talk about the gym and the business and, and how you operate day to day and what you do to grow moving forward. But I've found that most of the time, it's helpful to hear a little bit about the backstory and how we got here in the first place. And so for people who aren't familiar or don't know as much about total body transformation as you do, first of all, what is this gym? What is it about? And second of all, what made you want to start this in the first place? Well, TBT is basically what TBT stands for, total body transformation. So our, our complete goal is to transform your body, is to give you something that you may have never was able or even thought was possible to happen. Um, with, with that being said, we, we do things not too traditional as other gyms. You know, we, we actually kind of push the limits. You know, we, we get you out of your comfort zone. We see, see what you can do, and then we give you belief and inspire you to do more so you can receive more. So our goal is really about results and getting you those results I don't want to say at a record-breaking time, but at a time that's more realistic for the person that's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And so when did all of this start? How did we get this going? Well, we opened up TBT in 2019. Okay. Um, and, and COVID took place. And this is actually August 31st of 2019 we opened up. And then had a really good run taking place. Really, really yeah. good. And, you know, we, we had about, say, about 300 members when we first opened. Hmm. So we open up knowing that we had some success that was coming on board. Me being from originally from New York, but me living in New Jersey for a couple of years, I've established a relationship with people in the area. So when I open up, people that I trained prior to TVT follow. Yeah. Um, was rolling. You know, was loving it. You know, we had different things. We had some flex lines. We have different equipment. And at that point. We um we we got to February of 2020, 2020 and yeah. then COVID hit. And something a, happened in February, right? Uh, yeah. happened. We had to close from February to that September. So um, surviving that process was was mentally challenging, but I will say that my landlord just assured me not to worry. We'll take care of things once things get back to normal. Yep. And so. Here we are, right? We don't need to dig too much into the last 24 months. Everybody listening here knows what happened and, and the trials and tribulations there. But you must have done something, right? You're still here. You're still operating as a business. Talk to us a little bit about TBT as it exists today. What are the, the sort of main services that you guys actually provide? We provide group training fitness. That's first and foremost. We have two, two classes. We have one conditioning room and one resistance room. So what happens is when a person comes into TBT, we like to do a dynamic warm-up. So we'll take people into the conditioning room. 
we have treadmills, we have skiers, we have battle ropes, we have bungee cords, and we go into a high intense warm up for the first 15 minutes. Once we get the blood flowing, we take you over to the resistance room. One thing that we actually do is we get people going on a consistent basis, whereas training doesn't really stop. You really take the recoveries when you need to recover. Mm. So as you know, I'm giving you the first three exercises. I'm letting you know we have this much time to do it. But when that time is over with, we have this coming up next. So your recovery time is your recovery time. Meaning if you can keep going, I want you to keep going. Yeah. And so most of this is in group training, right? You mentioned pre-pandemic, somewhere around 300 members and really, really hitting your stride. Right. Where are things now? How, do, how does the business look from post-pandemic standings? Well, right now, things are starting to pick up. One of the okay. big challenges that we have had is people wanting to come back. And we at TBT had to come to some realizations in terms of who do we target? Do we target the old members we had? Or do we target members who want to just go to a gym who want to train? Uh, we felt that it's best to target people who want to train and, and find people who do want to be in a facility that's okay with that. So our whole marketing plan and advertisement is towards people who want to come to a gym facility and work out, opposed to trying to convince people to come somewhere where they don't want to be. Yeah. With this, I mean, like we said, Cliff, obviously everybody in the industry has taken a little bit of a hit, but it sounds like you guys are starting to bounce back. Talk about the the marketing that goes into that. Talk about how we're generating interest for people to come through our doors in the first place. How are you finding new people to come and join as members? Well, one of the things that we have, which is our best form of marketing, is um, our members. Okay. You know, word of mouth is really good for us. And one of the things that we pride on is changing your body. So the members that you might see in my facility now, they look good. Yeah. They, they look good. They look the part, you know, and we cater to, to people's assets. You know, we don't want to, we want you to have the body you actually want. So the members that come to TBT, they look the part, you know, and, and I think the best advertisement we can actually have is a person that's walking around that looks amazing. Now, I always tell people, if you wanted to, I want you to be able to wear high heels, trench coat, tank top shorts in January, because you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's our thing. Like, I want you ready in January. I don't want you ready in July. I want you ready in January. So yeah. you can really spring and summer. So our members are the billboards, right? Walking around, displaying the success. Word of mouth in, in fitness is, of course, it's always going to be a mainstay, right? Those leads free, those leads are typically pretty easy to convert into members. Right. The trouble with, with word of mouth or referrals is that we don't have a ton of control. You know what I mean? We may get 10 referrals one month, we may get 20 the next month, and we may get one or two the following month. And so a lot of businesses in our space will, will supplement with other things. Are there any other strategies that you guys use? Are you on social media? Are you out in the community doing stuff? What does that look like? Yeah, we do social media. We do social media, we do some paid ads. Um, we're really big on IG. Okay. Showing people what our facility looks like. And we show our training a lot. Um, we'll, we'll do some forms of um, mail outs. 
Okay. We'll do some community work. You know, the, the thing with community work in the last two years has been very challenging only because of COVID. Right. It hasn't been many things that you actually can do within the community that would actually stand out, that would help. So what I also do also is I'm, I'm a part of the Chamber of Commerce in Fort Lee. So I keep my myself involved in terms of what's taking place. Um, we also go to like different businesses in the area and we try to do a barter system where we share our businesses. And, and um, also what I had to start, really start doing was um, going to all the high rises in our area and just communicating with people. You know, we, we did a free week for the last two months. There were free week that we're providing for all to come in from Hudson and Bergen County. So they can come see what the facility is about and see what we can do for them. Yeah. And and so you want, one thing that I wanted to pick your brain about was you mentioned along the way, we've done some paid ads in the past. And I always like to ask when that sort of thing comes up, who's handling that in your business? Because a lot of the time, gym owners that I speak with, they're great trainers and coaches, but they don't really know the intricacies and, and ins and outs of doing marketing, things like that. Who is it you that's handling that? Or do you guys work with somebody to take care of that? Well, it's, it's funny you say that because we've tried to work with at least five or 10 different people. Ah, okay. <laughs> and, and we work with different companies and some companies have done okay work. Some have done good. Some have done really bad work. Yeah. So within the timeline, I think that's pretty standard for every industry, you know. Right. In the last two years, we've learned so much about in terms of what has to take place with the algorithms, in terms of when the timing should be, how the bidding should be. We basically got it down to a science ourselves. Right. Is that something you plan to lean more into here now that you are able to operate a little bit better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are we always looking for an amazing company to come on board and help us out? Yes, we are. But when, I mean, when you do the math in terms of what companies are providing and what you have to spend, it doesn't make sense to pay out so much. Right. So yeah, it's, exp it's not cheap. It's no, not cheap. No, it's very expensive. I, I think it's always important when we talk about marketing or, or any, any kind of money going out in a small business like this, we need to have some sort of expected return, right? We can't just spend money for the sake of brand awareness or likes or followers on social media. We need to, it needs to translate to dollars and cents in sales, like in new memberships. You know what I mean? And that's my question to a lot of the people that, that contact me. And I, and I always say like, what kind of, how can this make, make me money? And how does, how does this benefit me if I'm getting likes or if I'm getting views, like views and likes don't help me, you know? So yep. Yep. Constantly going through that process. Yeah. And, and that's really the tough spot because like you said, there are plenty of companies out there that do it well. And there are plenty of companies out there that overpromise and under deliver. And so how do we find that middle ground? How do we find people in our community that are looking for this type of service at an economic amount that we can afford to hit yes. and in a way that we can, we can explain what we do efficiently. It's really, it's a challenge Cliff. That's, I mean, if everybody had it figured out, we would be training a thousand people and making all the money in the world, but it's, right. it's a tough thing to figure out. And so take us to the next step in the chain, right? Once we get a lead from wherever social media, walk in off the street, referral, wherever the lead comes from, 
Take us through a typical sales process. What are they doing? Are they coming in for a trial? Are they coming in and meeting with somebody on your team? What's that process look like? So once we got a lead, you know, our front desk introduces them to TVT. And the first thing they do is they give them and basically ask them what are their goals in terms of what they want. So we're taking a log in terms of what people want for themselves. From that point, they introduce the trainer. At that point, the trainer is informed in terms of what the person wants in terms of their goals. From there, they go to the training. Then the training process takes place. We do the handoff back from the trainer back to the front desk. But before you go back to the front desk, the trainer is going to give you the prescription that's required, that's needed of that trainer's recommendation. So say if you know a person can have a goal, it could be a wedding coming up, say in July, and they want to lose, say, about 20 pounds. You know, they want to tighten up, they want to get a little bit more toner. The recommendation is how many classes you should do. We also utilize in-body assessments as well. So we, we use a lot of science at our facility. We do no, no guessing. So we put things together. So you get the assessment. We also provide nutrition as well. So things assessed from nutrition, then we get the prescription in terms of the training. With those three components, we go from there. So it's a, from, from the front desk to the trainer, the trainer back to the front desk, Give the prescription in terms of what the trainer recommends. At that point, we provide in terms of what package we feel that person should have. Yeah. And so really a team effort, right? It's not just one person's role. Everybody's contributing and playing their part in a, in a well-oiled machine, right? Yeah. And so from there, right, we're, we've got them in converted as members now. How do we keep them as members? Cliff, what's the... What's the, the focus for you to make sure that we're retaining as many people as possible? We, we keep on the consistency. Every day we're texting out people that come in. Every morning we're texting out to people that come in for the right classes. People have a class, we're texting out saying, great class today, that was amazing. And we said that you gave great effort. We look forward to seeing you the next day. Make sure you sign up for your classes. We're that constant reminder to keep people on track. You know, we're that constant motivation to keep people going. So we constantly are in people's lives. I was explaining to my fiance, you know, we had an event with um, my daughter to this chair and a lot of the members had it new. And she says, wow, you told so many people. And I says, well, I'm keeping people in our lives. That way we have a general interest on each other. Mm. So when you share your life with them, they share their lives back with you. You build that camaraderie. Yeah, it's, that it's a two-way street. It really is. It's a two-way street. So we want to keep people involved in terms of what we're doing. So we show pictures. It's just bringing the family together. Find out ways of how we can be great together as a team. Yep. Obviously, I mean, Cliff, this whole conversation has been geared around how do we go from where we are to where we want to be? How do we grow? How do we get this a little bit bigger, a little bit better, make a little bit more money? What's the what's the bigger picture for you? What's the kind of longer term vision for this business? Where do you want to take this thing? Um, ten locations in two years. You know, we we I came in thinking that we can expand and we can franchise. Once we got the foundation together and the blueprint was in, we can just build out the blueprint and spread the blueprint. So the foundation is is to, basically the same. It's nothing's changed. You know, because we do something completely different from everyone else, we feel that we have something that's really unique and organic. So the, the goal for us is up to five bits and locations in two years. Yeah, I love that. And so why why that many? What are, I guess let me ask you this. What happens when we get there? 
are we going to continue on or is that sort of the, the limit and where you want to get to? Well, there's no limit. There's, there's no limit. I just think that it's a fair assessment in terms of thinking that that's something that's realistic. You know, if, if once things are, are proven and shown, you know, people come for good training, people travel for good training. If, if it's good and if it's consistent, people will follow. Yep. You know, and, and I've worked for other companies, whereas this is what I did before. I would open up other facilities for other companies, and I've done this before. So this is something that I know I actually can do. Yeah, I think that's tremendous. And, and especially because when I ask people what their goal is for their business and what they want to do, a lot of the time they'll say, like, multiple locations or I want to open up another spot. But it sounds like you really have this mapped out, right? you have this sort of vision of what it already is in your mind. And we're just working backwards from there. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, for me, it's, it's something that um people want, people need, you know, and it's, you know, I always tell people, always tell trainers, I have new trainers that come on board and I say, one thing that you don't learn in your anatomy books, when you become a certified trainer, doesn't train you how to change a person's body. It trains you functional movement, it trains your range of motion, it trains you about anatomy, how the muscles work, but it doesn't train you how to change a body. We have the methodology of how to change a body. And once people know that, people actually come to TBT when they want to change. And they have fun in other gyms, they just come to me when they want to change. Mm. So I support that. You know, so one thing about me is, if Wherever you might want to train, I support where you want to be. But when you're ready to change your body, come see me. Yeah. I think it's important. So many times in the fitness industry, we, we kind of lose sight of our main goal, our, our bread and butter, our, our specialty, if you will. Yours is right in the name. There's no forgetting this. We're here to change your body and change your life. And, and it sounds, I mean, the, the conviction coming out of you when you say that the belief that this thing works is so important so important when we're talking about marketing sales retention any of these things if we don't have that belief none of the rest makes a difference so man i think cliff that's that's probably a pretty good place to to begin to wrap this whole thing up but before we get out of here i want to give you the chance to talk a little bit about where people can find a little bit more about TBT. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where should people go? Yeah, so we have our website, which is Total Body Transformation. Um, just TBT, TBT Fitness Studios, I'm sorry. The first thing we have, TBT Fitness Studios is our website. We also have our IG, which is Total Body Transformation, which is also TBT Fitness Studios. Or you can follow it as underscore Clift, underscore TBT as well. Um, we're here, you know, we're here and, and we're here to give people the bodies they always wanted, the lifestyle. This is changing, about changing your body. It's about changing how you perceive fitness, how you perceive life, how you, how you see yourself. You know, a lot of times I'll tell members in terms of, let me train your mind first. Let me get you prepared for what's about to happen. Let me get you going. Let me get you motivated. You know, let me get you whereas you might feel you can't. Well, let me show you that you really can. You know, I, I met someone and I told them, you got to come when you're happy, come when you're mad, come when you're sad. Just come. It might not be 100% every single day. It might be 40%, 50%. Just come. And just do your best. You know, you are your only limit. 
So just do your best. So you can find us on IG. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us um, our website, which, like I said, is TBT Fitness Studios. And we're here for you. Yep. That's fantastic. Cliff, man, I, I really appreciate your time and your insight into what's going on within this business and, and how other people can pull and, and claim some of your experience to, to try to do a little bit better for them. So like I said, I thank you. I wish you nothing but the best and, and we'll be interested to see where this thing takes off in the next couple of years. All right. We so appreciate that. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Anytime Fitness, Los Lunas, New Mexico, Tyler Garrett. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome, man. I'm excited to have you on. So let's jump into it. Tell me about your club, the Anytime Fitness there in Las Lunas, what you're all about. All right. So um, we're part of a national franchise of Anytime Fitness, and it's the largest co facility in the world. Got over 5,000 gyms on every continent, including Antarctica. So if anybody wants to go down there with the penguins, we got you covered. It's on a boat, by the way, and it's open six months out of the year. That's so I, I have nothing to do with it, but send me pictures. Anyways, um, <laughs> at our particular club, we're trying to make sure that we're taking care of the whole member experience. So not, and I'm also trying to take take away excuses for people not prioritizing their own health. So we're a 24 seven gym, right? And then you can pretty much go to our gyms anywhere in the world. So that takes care of, you know, you don't have time or, you know, you're out and you're not close to the gym, you know, whatever. When you come in, you don't know what to do. Um, we have classes included with our memberships so that you can hop into a class and it's fun, whatever. We're 24-7. We don't have classes 24-7. So we got virtual studio that you can do classes in. Or we have our Anytime Fitness app that has over 11,000 pre-made workouts. So you can use something other than just a treadmill when you come in. And then outside of that, the part that I'm most passionate about is our personal training program, which we want to focus on it being called a coaching program where we're doing more than just exercise and we're making sure we're taking care of the entire member. So how is your sleep? How is your water? Are you eating veggies? Are they colorful? All those kinds of things. We want to go into those things outside of just your exercises through our coaching. And um, that's a lot of our stuff stems through our coaching here at our facility. Awesome, man. I want to dive into all that a little bit deeper, but before we talk about what you're doing now, let's talk about how you got there. There's uh, this, this was, you know, born of some personal experience, some transformation, inspiration, and, and it led you to open in the doors a couple of years back. So give us some of that history, some of that background. Sure. So um, quickly, it kind of started whenever I was younger. Um, as I went through puberty, based on some of the, uh, I think some of the, uh, what do you call it, steroids that I was on when I was born, 
um, I actually, I grew, my, my nipples got enlarged whenever I was growing up and I was a skinny boy with enlarged nipples. So of course I got made fun of for like having breasts and stuff. So if there was a shirts and skins game going on, you know, I was going to the shirt side real quick. <laughs> um, so anyways, through that, I always wanted to have a bigger chest so that it would fill in. So I didn't look the way I did um, being this scrawny boy. And no matter how much protein I drank every summer, I had buckets literally, uh, or how many times I did the bench press, I just, I wasn't seeing change. And so I didn't actually start prioritizing, prioritizing that until uh, I got with my wife. We tried a couple of fads. Um, lo and behold, we didn't know that consistency was our issue because we tried everything. We're like, nothing works. Um, we ended up, she ended up coming up with the idea of doing a bodybuilding competition. Through that, I'm paying money for a trainer. I'm about to get on stage half naked in front of a bunch of strangers with all the lights on me. Um, all of those are scary enough to kick you into shape so you could be consistent. And so we finally made the transformation we wanted to see. And through that experience, um, my background being in the engineering and sciences, I saw the science behind it and I was like, this is super cool. This is what I wanna do for the rest of my life. I wanna help people to learn how easy, easy it can be. Uh, I should call it simple, how simple it can be to, um, to change your body, which in, acts, or in, in turn changes your life. And so um, working as an engineer, I didn't want to give up my day job to go be a personal trainer and start from scratch, finding clients and figuring out stuff. So I was like, you know what? I want to have a business anyway. I think I can open up a gym and then hire trainers to help me to deliver on this vision. And so that's kind of how we got into um, wanting to open up a gym. Awesome, man. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because we have, we speak to so many people and I think in the, in the anytime franchise model specifically, we see a lot more investors than we do trainers or people who um, become part equity owners who are trainers, but not a lot of people who just jump into it uh, from that background. And I think your point stands to where if you have a job where you're making, you know, um, a salary that's going to pay you probably way more for a while anyway, than you can make as a personal trainer. Uh, yeah, there can be some different levels of fulfillment. There can be, you know, there are personal trainers. If anybody's listening out there, don't, don't at me anywhere. I know you can make a lot of money as a personal trainer, but by and large, the majority are not going to be able to make, you know, a, a mid plus career professional, you know, degree engineer type of, of salary, just coming out of the box as a personal mm, trainer. Uh, right. It's, it's, there's a lot more paths now than there were. So it really stands to reason that you looked at it and you're like, well, you know, I do want to have this influence. I want to impact the community, but being a trainer, isn't it? I do still want to train people, but I need to own the thing in order to be able to provide opportunities for other people and also provide a, a certain level of income for my family at some point. So exactly, I think it's, it's really good to see that realization and that, Hey, you don't just have to go and be a personal trainer and save up your money and then get a 200 square foot gym. And then there are other paths, right? It's not mm -hmm. the easiest path and it, you know, requires some upfront, up, upfront investment and, um, you know, there's, there's fees and, and credit and all that stuff involved. And, and that was something that you even ran into, right? Once you tried to make the decision, right, you have some money saved up, you can get in the game. You have some things working with, uh, 
you know, with the small business administration and then, uh, and then the government shut down. Yeah. So that was one of the headaches that you encountered that construction, that worldwide pandemic thing that some people might've heard of. So (laughs) some of those things, and you're not sitting here with the victim mentality, right? You could have been in the fetal position, like why me? But tell me like, what were the big things that you took away from there? How did it make you better and stronger as an entrepreneur, as a person going through some of those? Um, Well, one, let's see. So after we made the decision to actually open up a gym, um, we had to decide which gym to go with. And then once we did that, we had to find money. And so I mentioned like I had, I had some money to go ahead and start it up and then um, dealing with the bank, which was a SBA loan. So it's government funded. Um, they wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to come through on this loan and be able to pay it back. Cause I have zero experience in the fitness industry and I have never owned a business before either. Um, I had a, had a business degree and you know, my father, he's owned many businesses and I've, I've done all these other things, right. That I'm, I'm kind of involved with. But um, I don't have anything on paper to say that I can do this. And so um, I was like looking for money from like, you know, my dad or my uncle or whatever, looking for grants and stuff. I couldn't find anything. And then I was like, you know what? Um, There's people who want to invest with me, but I don't want to share this with anybody. I just want to pay them back. So then, um, you know, we had to actually dig into our finances and pull money from like uh, my 401k. So I pulled that out as a loan to pay that back. Um, my, my wife had like 25 K that she could let lend me. Um, now she's a partner. If I fail, she fails, right. Even though my name is on everything, she's a guarantor, but, uh, I wanted to pay her back as well. That way it's still, it's my fault if things don't go right, but I can give her everything she put in. So the bank is like looking at stuff. I'm putting together all this money. And then I think we were short by like a thousand and they're like, Oh, we can't do it. And I was like, wait, just, just wait. Uh, I think another paycheck came in or something happened. Yeah, give me a week. Right. Or I think maybe they even redid the numbers and it was like, oh, actually, no, you met, I think it was like 20% or something. You met the the thresholds. So I was like, cool. Thank goodness. Didn't have to have anybody. Um, all I had to do was just, you know, fill out the same paperwork seven different times. Anytime you deal with government money, just know you're going to have to fill out papers um, analog, which, you know, opposite of digital. So pen and paper, mm. black or blue ink send that same thing seven times throughout a six month process just for them to be like, I think we can give you the money, right? So then they say, they say we can give you the money and it's affecting our opening date. And then they were like, one more paper has to be like processed and then the government shut down. And so then everybody that was involved with it just stopped working because they were furloughed. So now we're just sitting here. I just, I think I had already given them all the money and we're waiting, the contractors waiting for us to give them money so they can start. And um, yeah, it was just awful. But what I learned from that is that pay attention to what the government's doing at the time. Try to take those things into account as you're planning so that they don't affect you. Because um, there's been many times the government shuts down like every other year, usually for a short duration. And we might not notice, but um, pay attention to those things if you're trying to get government money. And then also, uh, I, I've got a really good file structure for keeping documents that I've signed or filled out. That way I can just pull from those, which I'll, I'll, maybe I'll tell you later when we talk about COVID, but it was super helpful to be able to pull from old files as I was applying for grants. Um, and so let's see, uh, as far as, yeah, just the government shutdown portion, I am 
way more in tune whenever I need to like pull money or something like that. I'm way more in tune with what's going on in the government. Um, so I know when to pull a loan, how it might affect interest rates and, you know, which agency to go with and all those kinds of things. Awesome. So there were delays in getting construction started because of this, but construction in and of itself, I think uh, my, my phrase, um, it, it always takes longer and costs more. So mm-hmm. above and beyond the SBA delays, were there any, were there any headaches, any lessons you learned, anything? I mean, you're, you're not going to be a one and done entrepreneur in this game. So mm-hmm. anything you took away from that, that, um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that it has to be regret, but things that going forward, you're going to be able to plan for, be better equipped for because of, of going through it once now. Oh, for sure. It's actually helping us out right now because we're trying to build a house and building the gym was pretty much the same deal. Um, I, we did this where we interviewed many contractors, but through that experience, I found out what actual questions I should be asking. I actually created a list so that we could do actual interviewing of our contractors for our house. Um, but make sure you don't go with the first contractor that you find. Make sure you do a little background investigation on them. Ask some questions like, you know, how many projects have they had? How much um, liquid money do they have in case things slow down? Um, what kind of things have they built in the past? Uh, have they ever changed their, their, their name of their business? You know, have they ever had to file bankruptcy? All those things are like super duper relevant now to make sure that your project goes as closely as planned as possible. Know that there's always going to be something that happens, but, um, and there was lots of things that happened with us, but looking at other people's projects, we actually had one of the best experiences we could have. And it was awful. Um, let's see, no offense to my contractor. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case he's listening. He's great. Um, let's see. So then the other thing is timing of the funding from the bank versus uh, the start of construction. We actually, we negotiated with the contractor to kind of start a little bit early before the money came because the money was supposed to, we were supposed to close on the bank loan at a certain date. And then the government shutdown and stuff happened and that kept delaying things. And so now it's like, okay, well, he's stretching his money. I'm stretching my money and it hurts. So, um, if I could have waited and just uh, delayed construction until after we actually got the money, that would have felt so much better. Yeah, we would have missed our opening date, but we missed it anyway. So it's not like it mattered. Um, let's see. So the, let's see. as far as like dealing with contractors and construction, have some liquid funds on hand. Um, that way, if anything happens, you can you know be ready for it. Know that there's going to be change orders and things, and those are going to cost extra money. Know that there's going to be delays, and do the best to find a contractor that is going to prioritize your work. Make sure they don't have too many projects going on, because I think sometimes we had like one guy in the gym working on stuff, and he had like a team of like three. Um, they got the work done, and maybe I don't know about you know um, timing of materials coming in and stuff. I just know what it felt like which it felt like, you know, other projects were being prioritized while mine was in the background because of whatever was going on. And that, that it just didn't feel good. Yeah. One of the things that a lot of franchisees uh, with Anytime Fitness have, have told me is there is a lot of support or, or at least more than most of the other franchisors um, for new, you know, for new franchisees, for getting off, you know, getting started. Um, were they helpful at all in the 
in the funding process and pointing you in certain directions in the process of finding contractors you know getting you know build out schematics things like that like how how involved were they how helpful were they once you got the process started man i'm really glad you asked that question because i want to give them a lot of kudos um, and I hope we touch back on how the ongoing help that they, they give me. But um, in the beginning, like they, they want their gyms to look a certain way. And so they were very helpful with um, designing the gym so that uh, it looks like a gym that people want to be in. It doesn't look like, you know, an old locker room, which some people like that. And it doesn't look um, too soft. So it's like somewhere right in the middle where I have you know, power lifters and bodybuilders and people who are moving big weights, excuse me. And then I also have people who um, they, they're just happy to walk and they just want somewhere where they don't feel judged and that they are welcomed and all those kinds of things. Or maybe they just want to chit chat. We have lots of people who want to just chit chat. So we have it set up to where um, we have both of those clientele coming in and feeling good about it. And so anytime fitness is the reason uh, why that it came out that way. And I still have input on how things get structured. Um, let's see, they also have a minimum setup for the type of equipment that you need. And me and my wife, when we were first thinking about opening up a gym, we were like, man, we're gonna have 18 Stairmasters and only three treadmills because everybody needs to have uh, Stairmaster cardio. It's the best, it's the devil's cardio is what I call it. But um, they're going to get way more out of doing Stairmaster than doing the treadmill. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> um, no one's going to be happy about that. And so because of the way they have the, the equipment set up to where you can still get whatever you want, you can get extra stuff or whatever. They have vendors to make sure you get good equipment into your gym. That way everybody has the same kind of experience. But they made sure that we had stuff in here that people need and that people use. That way we have a good mixture of things um, to accommodate everybody. And again, that contributes to the club culture that we have here. So in the beginning, that's that's pretty much, let's see, they helped us, boom, boom. And then they helped us with uh, looking at contracts and finding a good location to open up. There's a place that is like diagonal from us that was standalone. It had its own parking lot. And I was like, that's kind of where I want to be. But in the negotiations, they were asking for way too much money and um, for not enough space. And so because I've never opened up a gym, I don't know what um, lease agreements look like for commercial real estate. They gave me basically a lawyer or a paralegal, um, somebody that can actually review these documents and be like, well, this is what this means. This is what this means. Here's cam costs and all this other stuff. Um, buy or what do you call it? when after the five-year term, your lease goes up and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, like elevators or increases, things like that. Yeah, so they, they helped me to know, well, to point out all those things in this like 50-page legal document so that I know what I'm signing and I know how to make good decisions and can make negotiations. So they were very helpful with starting up because they want to see you succeed. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like there was there was a lot of, lot of help from corporate and there's, you know, that's, there's a lot that went on, you know, it was definitely not the the smoothest running and, and then you get open for almost a year and then, <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the time and we don't have a lot, a lot of time to cover more, more stuff. So I think the last thing that, um, w suffice to say COVID sucked is a pain in the yeah, ass, but you're sure. still here. So the thing that I want to spend the last few minutes that we have together talking about, if it's okay with you is, yeah is your staffing structure. Um, okay. I talked to a lot of anytime fitness owners um, and you have 
to me, what sounds like a pretty unique staffing structure. So um, between, you know, your, your office staff, your member solutions manager, you know, um, some, you know, personal trainers being employees have, I mean, this thing sounds like, I feel like I'm talking to someone who's had their gym for 10 years. So <laughs> tell me how this was structured. If it came from support from corporate, if it, if it's just, you know, your research and analytical way you look at things like, how did this come to be and, and give us uh, the breakdown and, and why you have it set up the way you do? All right, no problem. So, um, before I get into the different positions, my whole thought process behind the different positions is how can I make my job easier so that the gym is more autonomous? I want to empower my employees to do things so that they don't have to come to me for one. And then um, I can get my members the help that they need right on the spot. If they need to buy something, my, my, uh, my staff knows how to sell it. If they have an issue or they need to update something, my staff can do that. Um, if well, I don't know if anything, um, that way they don't have to rely on the members and prospects and the staff don't have to rely on me. So, um, and then everything is set up to where each person, each staff member has a responsibility of pointing people towards coaching because we we're trying to be known as a coaching facility. So it's in every aspect of everything that we do. So I'll start with the office staff, um, at any gym, the office staff is responsible for making sales. And um, outside of that, I need them to help me with marketing for pulling people in. People are signing up on our, our website to you know, ask about us all the time. Well, I need somebody calling them and saying, hey, come in. Just doing that invitation gets them in, right? So um, that's part of their structure in addition to uh, they're supposed to be engaging with the members on the floor. If I'm not engaging with the people on the floor, then we don't have a personal connection with them. And that's going to hurt my uh, retention. So I need, I need our staff saying hi to every single person that walks through that door. I need them passing out towels and asking people how their workouts are going. Uh, I need them on the floor. I need them uh, showing people you know, that we're cleaning here and there because it's one thing to have a clean gym. It's another thing to have people see you clean the gym. So having these small tasks of just dusting, that makes people feel like it's cleaner um, and you get credit for doing those things, right? Uh, let's see. And then when they sign people up, I want them to give out information about how people should be working out. So in our, our tour of the facility, the office staff is talking about how um, this is how you need to work out and our coaches can help you with doing that. Uh, this is this what you do at this part of the gym. This is how it benefits your health. We're not just saying we have this equipment, we have this equipment, we have this equipment. No, um, what are you gonna do with the equipment is what's important. That way they feel comfortable in the gym whenever they start using it themselves. And then here's our packages. And we kind of talked about that real quick where um, our packages are not just memberships, 12 months, six month, um, 24 month. No, we want to know, do you want to do good, better, or best good? You just get in the gym and we give you all the equipment you need. Cause you already know what you're doing better. Um, you're going to meet with our coaches once a month. And we're actually going to talk about your current fitness, see how you're progressing, just give you a little bit of help. You don't need exercises, but maybe you need some advice on, you know, how to work on this particular muscle group or how to get better sleep or, um, how to get more water in or something. And then the best is, is actually the membership with coaching where you're getting, um, workouts and stuff like that. Right. So that's the office staff. They're taking care of all my people. They should be the face of the gym. My trainers, they're supposed to receive our new members and, um, you know, go through our goal setting sessions, um, show them what our personal training and group training feels like that way they know, and then, you know, show them our options and whatnot, but then, uh, make sure that they know that they don't have to sign up for personal training. It's just that if, 
if this is the best way we can make sure that you can do what you can do and then checking in on them. So see how their workouts are going after 30 days, 45 days, 60 or 90, 60 days um, and make sure that we keep tabs on people so that they keep coming. Then I have um, a concierge, a gym concierge. I hope other people do this, but her only responsibility is make sure that people inside the gym are happy and that people outside of the gym know we exist. So in the gym, she's walking around, conversing with people, um, passing out towels or whatever. Uh, we got pre-pasted toothbrush and like floss and stuff because, you know, dental health is important too. So making sure that they're aware of all these things, making sure they're aware of the classes and the different stuff we have in here. But outside of the gym, going to the different businesses and um, taking our, our body scanner and doing some body scans so that way people can see what their current health is like and then inviting them into the gym to let them know that, hey, we can do this body scan monthly and you can start working out right now to start taking care of yourself. We're open 24-7 if you didn't know. Come step inside and see how big our gym is because people don't realize uh, how much space we have in here because they only see the storefront. And then, um, of course, we have instructors. I'm saving the member solutions for last. We have our instructors to you know, offer classes here and there because people love classes um, and they like to hop into something where they don't have to think. And then lastly, my membership solution specialist is my second favorite to concierge. I actually like concierge better. But... I saw that it was taking a toll to try to handle cancellations, billing inquiries, and all these things during the day when people are coming into the gym, when me and my wife are working. And so we, we had people actually sending emails and whatnot, and they don't like sending emails. No one likes sending emails. And it's, it just takes too long for a response and all these kinds of things that we're telling them to give us 48 hours. And so I needed something that was more instant that also took me away from seeing exactly who's canceling so that it doesn't hurt me mentally. Um, and so her only responsibility is to um, answer all the emails that we get, answer phone calls that we get about people wanting to cancel or, you know, uh, needing to update their payments and stuff like that. That way it's separated from me and um, she's completely focused on it. So everything happens faster. Uh, not only that, but uh, we've given her scripts and things so that she can maybe see why they want to cancel and maybe turn them around and be like, hey, well, if that's a barrier for you, let me offer this freeze or um, let me set you up with your coach or um, have you tried, you know, one of our training sessions? Let me, I'll give you a free one of those. Just take this and you can hop right in. And then in 30 days, if you still aren't happy, then you can cancel. No problem. I got you covered. So she, she's able to give all of that stuff because that's her only focus. And since everybody's compartmentalized, everybody has a singular focus. That's all putting our members first. And so it's been like super duper helpful. So I can focus on like investments and stuff to make the gym, like focus on the strategy for the gym to get better. Awesome, man. I, we left so much on the table. There's so much <laughs> more to talk about the membership, some of the, the things that you're doing and growing, but unfortunately we are, we are out of time here. So I think we're going to need to try to get, get you scheduled for part two. Um, but for today, we're going to have to let you go. Um, before I do, um, any, any words of inspiration, any big lessons, anything you've learned so far along the way that you think is help, uh, helps you to push, helps to inspire you to, to keep going, keep growing? Uh, for sure. Um, so the gym and uh, like uh, health, physical health is my passion. And if you're going to open a gym and, um, and well, if you want to open a gym and help people, make sure that you are involved with how the gym is going. Show your face every now and again. And make sure you're touching base with the people, because if you buy a gym and you're expecting like the people you hire to run it and that it's just going to do well on its own, you're mistaken. If it's going to grow, you got to be there and like 
um, see what's going on and make sure that people are actually getting what they need out of it. Don't leave it in the background. Fantastic. Be, be hands-on, have, have your face in it, show up once in a while. Doesn't mean you have to live there, but it means no. you got you to you know, keep your finger on the pulse, I guess is the, the best way to say it. Definitely. All right, Tyler, I definitely would like to get you back at some point, but we are officially out of time. Anytime Fitness, Los Salinas, New Mexico. Thank you so much for being here, sir. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Uh, you're welcome, sir. And everyone out there listening, we appreciate you. Thanks for spending some of your morning with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. Keep an eye out for part two with Tyler. We're going to try to get him back on. Hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Caroline from Buffalo Multifit in Hamburg, New York. What's up, Caroline? How are you today? I'm good, Bree. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. All right. So let's jump right into the details here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Well, I grew up playing sports and being fit my entire life. Um, you know, at the time, like in college, I never thought of making money from being healthy or helping people be healthy. Um, so I actually had a graphic design degree and right out of college, I had a nice design job and I just started working as a trainer because I don't know, so many people would approach me in the gym. Um, and then my mother would always say to me, Caroline, I don't understand how you go to those big, dirty gyms. They're, they're filthy. You know, there's so many people there and, you know, dirty. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, there's a lot of people that are very intimidated at the gym. They're intimidated by, you know, the big muscle heads or whoever, you know, intimidates you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and decided to, you know, kind of branch off and do my own thing as a build a boutique personal training facility. Mm -hmm. So we would not cater to the masses and it would be for people who want that direct one-on-one -on -one personal training that wouldn't have to worry about, you know, hundreds of people staring at you in the gym. 
right. um, barbells being dropped or, you know, trainers yelling at their clients. It's a, it's nothing like that. And now, you know, for the past, I don't know, 12, 14 years, my mom comes to the gym. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, that was a huge success. It's, you know, we keep it extremely clean, mm -hmm. uh, very private, you know, that's, and result oriented. Yeah. You know, obviously is the main thing, but that's what really got me into doing my own thing. Absolutely. I love that kind of creating a space that you would want to be in and you would want others to feel comfortable in as well, like your mom. Yes. So that's awesome. Okay. And now what does your business model look like within the facility today? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? How do you structure things? Right now uh, we are, it's just direct one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, we have three other trainers beside myself and we work directly with our clients. We recently added uh, semi-private training. So we will not call them classes because we don't, think it's right to have one instructor and 50 people mm -hmm. because you can't focus on your client's form. Um, people are paying attention. And I've seen that been in there, done that. Uh, phones aren't allowed on the floor. It yes. is. If you're, in this, if you're in this session, uh, there's uh, three 15 minute modules. It's a 45 minute session, but three 15 minute modules. And you're with one other person. And you move okay. every 15 minutes. Classes start every, well, classes, there I go, see? Sessions start every 15 minutes. Uh, so we have that going on and the one-on-one -on -one training. Okay. That's it. All right. We awesome. have the spin classes cool. and all that, and we just don't do it anymore. No. Yeah, sometimes it's better to just keep it very simple and streamlined, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I like that. Okay. And now how many members are you currently serving within the facility? We have really increased since opening up the semi-private training mm -hmm. uh, while, while 120. Okay. Awesome. There. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, semi-private is really great right now because there are a lot of people who were doing group classes beforehand, before COVID and then after COVID have switched to a semi-private model. Um, sure. But even just, you know, implementing semi-private in any way is nice because it allows you to serve more people, one, and then it also helps to alleviate some of the cost for members if they are looking for one-on-one -on -one training, but, yes. you know, they're looking for maybe a, a little bit lower of a price point, a little bit more affordable in most cases than semi-private is a really good option because you still right. get that one-on-one -on -one attention, but it's like some of the other people help to offset some of those costs. Yes. So that's yeah. really you to have both options. For and they can come with a friend. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people exactly. will <clears throat> do it with a friend and, uh, you know, they make it enjoyable that way. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it is, it's wonderful. It's really, it's kicked off and, um, you know, we've been around for uh, over 12, this is our 12 years anniversary at this location. And we've, we've just increased. I mean, we've made it through COVID. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that in and of itself is a huge accomplishment. So, I mean, about 40% of gyms closed because of COVID or during COVID. So, um, you know, even just being in a position of having your doors open at this point yeah. is huge. Yeah. So, 
you know, congratulations. And to be around for for 12 years, you know, that is huge as well. Most facilities don't make it past year three. So, I mean, hey. Hard work pays off. Absolutely. Yeah, you're doing something right. That's for sure. Um, So as far as the marketing piece goes, getting the word out there, acquiring more members, getting helping more people. um, How are you doing that? What does marketing look like for you? For so long, only type of advertisement we did was word of mouth mm-hmm. and drive-bys. And we have a great uh, reputation. Our retention rate is very high. And I never really, you know, we did a couple commercials here or there or um, either, you know, through TV or on the radio. Um, and it really, it didn't really do much. And I know you have mm-hmm. to keep doing it. And I just didn't want to put that money into it. Right. Um, and then, you know, probably within the past three months, I hired a marketing manager. Like she does a lot of the social media mm-hmm. and that, that has increased our followers and our, um, you know, just all that. Mm-hmm. So Instagram, Facebook, that is, that's been, that's been big with it. Even though yeah. I don't like, I'm not big on it. I'm like the oddball. Um, but, you know, pe- people are, and I think it's great, you know? So that has really helped get the word out of what we do mm-hmm. and how we help people and how we help um, all walks of life. Like it's not, it's, you know, we don't just help your, you know, your person coming in, they want to lose five pounds. I mean, we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, all walks of life, we train and, that social media, that is what now gets it, gets it out there. Yeah, absolutely. So now are you doing more so organic advertising through social media, organic posts, things of that nature, or are you also kind of dabbling in the paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google? So far, all organic. Okay. So far, all right. all, uh, yes, all organic. Um, you know, our social media, um, Carl said, you know, maybe we should, you know, if you want, we should start doing some paid, you know, paid ads. So we're going to look into that, but we really haven't really haven't done that yet. Okay. All right. So that's awesome. You've gotten to this point without it. So that's fantastic. Um, But now, so yeah, that can definitely help take things to the next level if it's done correctly, obviously. I mean, you want to make sure that we're uh, getting a good return on investment with paid advertising. Yes. Um, but it's nice because you can get super specific about targeting and, you know, uh, different, you can even narrow it down to zip codes, which is fantastic. Yeah. And And she's good um, at that. Not me. (laughs) I don't want to do that. That's okay. You know, I put it on her hands and she takes care of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not something that we necessarily like to do, but definitely an important skill in it, it or I mean, if you hire somebody to do it, that's cool too, but um, definitely good to know how to do to be able to feed the business at all times. Yes. Um, so now what are your main focuses within the business right now? Are there any goals that you're looking to achieve or where are you directing most of your attention right now within the business? Um, there's a lot actually going on at our facility. Uh, we just, we are launching a non-artificial uh, supplement company. 
called Reload Performance Nutrition. And right now we have four products out and they are, it's all natural ingredients, nothing artificial. Mm -hmm. I thought that, you know, if we're in the gym and, you know, so many people are asking us, hey, what can I take for a pre-workout or post-workout or some protein or, because I take greens every single morning, Mm -hmm. you know, and for so long, I'm like, okay, I don't like telling people about certain products because so many of them have artificial stuff and they lead to headaches or nausea or, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, forget it. I said, I could, I care so much about my clients. I'm like, forget it. Where I'm just going to create my own product. Right. So, um, got my best friend and my husband involved and I worked with a lab in Georgia and we're launching reload on August or I'm sorry, April um, 18th. Awesome. Okay. So that's coming in pretty quick. Yeah. So we're actually getting the pallet delivered on Friday. So I'm very tomorrow. So I'm very, very anxious for that. I've been very busy with that. Um, and then just, you know, I was recently, um, just nominated for the, uh, to be on the cover of Miss Muscle or Muscle and Fitness Hers magazine. Awesome. Oh my gosh. So, congrats. <laughs> thank you. So, I mean, it, it's national. It's huge. You know, it's, it's kind of, nerve wracking. But, um, when I got, you know, so that's going on too. So when I got, um, an email and a, you know, confirmation with that saying I was hand selected for that, I was, I just started laughing because I, that's, it's like a dream come true. Yeah. You know, but you have a, you have a chance to win, you know, be on the cover of uh, muscle and fitness hers mm-hmm. and win $20,000. And they asked me, you know, what, what would you do with that 20,000? And I would have put it towards marketing and staffing. Yeah. Staffing being a small business in New York state is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I've always wished I'm like, okay, I can do, I can put myself, you know, to do other things if I could afford more staffing. Right. And I would, I would put it towards staffing. And I think that would also help us grow as a company. Yes. So I just put it back in the business, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. And the building is a new roof. okay yes I mean that's so you own the building that you're in yes yep 3,000 square foot building we own it um we made just probably I would say four or five years ago we put a whole new facade on stuff in the back Mm -hmm. I put like 150k wow yeah so I figured if I'm gonna make it mine then I'm gonna make it pretty right Yeah, yeah absolutely and I mean, over time, you're saving that money anyway, not paying yes. rent. So, I mean, it works yeah. out. So, wow, good for but you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. But there's, yeah, there is, there's a lot going on. Um, but even like yeah, as we t- continue to grow and, you, you know, we have people that drive by. We're on a, a busy street and people that drive by say, you know, we've seen you guys for years and I never stopped by. Mm-hmm. And they'll just walk in and like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I've never stopped in here. Right. And it's, it's cool. You know, definitely, it's yeah. definitely cool. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on. Never a dull moment, <laughs> you know? So awesome. I like the idea of the supplements and keeping them under the same roof, you know, um, not having to refer out to other places for those products when you can keep them under your roof and also be really behind the products and the quality of the products and trust them. And I, I definitely appreciate that because it's tough sometimes when you are referring out to 
other businesses for products because people naturally ask you about it. Like you said, yeah. like they naturally say, what should I be taking? Should I be taking your protein powder? Should I be doing your greens powder? Should I be taking branched chain amino acids, a multivitamin? What do I do? You know, they're always asking yeah. about those things. So if you can, um, you know, don't necessarily have to develop a line yourself. That's amazing that you did. I mean, you were like, Hey, I'm just going to take this a hundred percent into my own hands <laughs> and make my own product, which is amazing. But um, like that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, so even just keeping them under the same roof is nice because it provides that higher level of service, the convenience for your clients, better results, but then also provides another stream of revenue for the business itself. Sure. So everything goes back into the business. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So now on the other side of things, essentially, what are, if there are any, um, any key challenges that you're facing within the business right now? <clears throat> I would think with our, well, with everything, prices keep going up yes. or name it, you know, Everything. from yeah. milk to rent to whatever. Mm -hmm. And though my mortgage, you know, with set isn't going up, mm -hmm. heating goes up. Yes. Electric bill goes up. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's tough when, you know, you can, you can only charge a client so much for training. Right. And, you know, I, I fully believe that our, the trainers that we have are the best around and they are well paid and their experience and their expertise knowledge it goes a very long way um but all as that you know as everything keeps going up we keep we keep our prices the same for at the gym so that's that's tough yeah uh, that's tough uh you know and you know the maintenance the maintenance of owning you know mm -hmm. when you rent something that's you know, or you're, say you're mobile and you're going to everyone's house or, right. you know, that's, that's pretty easy. Nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. It's just, it's a lot easier until you have it all underneath your, your building. Right. Exactly. It's you like know, owning a home, you know, something's always broken. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, you know, if something is an older building that I purchased, so now, you know, things here and there will start to start to break. Uh, summertime, we live <clears throat> or we're, we're located like right on the lake. So there will be, you know, when it starts getting nice and warm, you'll see, you know, certain bugs that you don't see out in town, <laughs> you know, yeah. from the water and you deal with those. And so there, there is always that, uh, that fight. There's always that fight when it's like, you can't, you can't keep, you want to take care of people and you know that, you know, they can only afford so much as well. Right. But, mm -hmm. you know, you also need to stay open. Yes, so absolutely. It's a, <clears throat> it's a balancing act. Mm -hmm. It's a balancing act. And, you know, and finding, you know, thankfully I have, um, you know, a few great, great trainers, but when we want to add one more, you know, that's, that's hard. That's hard to find because they, they want to make, you know, more than you're paying a mortgage on. Yes. And, <laughs> It, you know, they just don't, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard in, in New York state. So, um, it's probably hard everywhere, but especially like with the taxes, um, all that goes up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and now are you offsetting that with adding new 
members to the facility to kind of offset some of those costs. Yes. And like, like you said, I mean, you can only go so high as far as what you're charging your members. Obviously you yeah. can kind of stack on more value to provide a higher level of service sure. and then make it make sense to charge a little bit more, but it always helps to acquire more members to offset those costs. So is that kind of how you're yes. balancing? So we've, um, <clears throat> this, uh, my coworker I brought on, Charles, he has been absolutely wonderful. He is, he just has different ideas on, you know, how to bring in new members, um, how to go about doing it. Not only is he a fantastic trainer, uh, but he just gets, it's like another, another set of eyes on something. So our brains work very well together. So mm -hmm. creating different ideas that has helped to offset, um, you know, some of those, those issues that I, I spoke about. Right. Absolutely. And so when you are getting the word out there about your facility and, and posting about it and whatnot, are you putting some type of offer out there to kind of get people to come in the doors? Do you have like a trial that you offer or what's kind of grabbing people's attention to bring them in the doors? For the <clears throat> direct one-on-one -on -one training, I, I put everyone through an assessment. <clears throat> There's no okay. attached to an assessment. Mm -hmm. um, I want you to come in. I'll, I'll look at your strengths, your weaknesses, your mobility, your flexibility. Come see the facility. See if it's a right fit. See if you like it. You know, it's a mom pod type shop. It's not a big box. You know, making sure this is what they like. Um, and then they can sign up from there. So again, that's a, it's a free free assessment. It, it could take from half hour to an hour, whatever people, I don't rush anyone to make it talk to me or whatever. Um, I've always offered that and that has worked great. Uh, the semi-private training, we offer a free week of sessions so they can come in as much as they want throughout the week and see if the scheduling works for them. And, um, they like, you know, the modules and, um, so far everyone has signed up. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <Good. laughs> Knock on wood. Yes. But, so that's what, yeah, we offer, we offer that some, um, our marketing girl suggests, you know, sometimes we do like a, a giveaway mm -hmm. or something like that, but that that's only been like once or twice, but that, so that's really it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fantastic that everybody that comes in is actually signing yes. up. Uh, yes, that's huge. Great. So, I mean, even just getting like a few more people a week in front of you, it sounds like that would really help to offset some of the things that have been coming up. Everybody helps, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we sell, we sell protein shakes on top of that. Okay. So we were the originators of the, uh, like a, one of the best protein shakes. We started a protein, um, like a smoothie, smoothie truck. Oh, and cool. so people can get these shakes right after their workout too so everything everything helps everything Definitely. helps yeah, yeah absolutely yeah as far as the value goes and then also uh any other streams additional streams of revenue always help as well sure. so yep that's awesome okay uh and now so one thing that i always love to ask every gym owner that i speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility doing their own thing going their own way what would that be what's one of the biggest things that you've learned over the years in the industry <clears throat> you're going to have especially as an entrepreneur, you're going to have a lot of ideas. Yes. And at that time, you may think that it is the best idea and you just want to put all your money into it and go forth and 
and just leave everything else behind. Mm -hmm. um, I've done that with a, I mean, obviously still with the gym, but for, you know, specific, there's extra revenue coming in. And like, for example, we did a, a meal service. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it, it was working. I'm like, okay, this is great. Now I can offer clients, not only, you know, they can work out here and get healthier that way, but we can offer them a meal plan. <clears throat> they can order online their meals and then we can cook them and, you know, we can put, cook them on the truck and, and, you know, it, it took all I had to do that. We did the cooking and it, it, okay. it was it, the plan backfired because we would spend all day. And I have a six and seven year old, my husband okay. all day for us to cook mm -hmm. on a Sunday. So there was fresh meals for everyone to pick up on Monday. Right. Um, I got a little bit, I got some help when I would ask, but I don't like asking for help. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, I had, it was this idea and it, it, I don't want to say it backfired, but I guess my, my advice would be, you're going to have all these ideas. So sit back and, you know, think through things more, mm -hmm. think through things more and okay, who's going to be, if you had this idea, who's going to be doing the work? What about the payroll? You know, what, who's going to be helping, you know, you out with the marketing part. If you're doing everything, there's only so much time in the day. Exactly. Especially if you have a family. Right. Uh, you know, and I, I don't make time for myself. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's a, a problem that I have. So I would, I always tell my clients and I would advise make time for yourself because that helps when you make time for yourself, that helps a better mindset when you, you know, do your work and talk to everyone else throughout the day. Absolutely. You're, you're in a, in a better mood. And, um, so I'm, I'm, that is something that I, I have learned to, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it. Um, but that is, that's definitely two big things of advice, you know, take time for yourself and whether it's just even a couple hours a day and, you know, you're going to have these ideas, but sit down, write them out, think through them and write list the pros and the cons because things, a lot of ideas can seem just so fantastic mm -hmm. when you start, you know, dissecting them, you know, there's always, there's always costs. Yeah. And I've lived and learned and, you know, hopefully I don't make more mistakes. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> right. I know it's true. You know? Uh, it's, they say education costs money, right? Yes. It's, it's true. Yeah. It costs oh, time yeah. and money. Um, so uh, definitely a good piece of pieces of advice there. And as a gym owner, you're wearing so many hats all the time. You yes. know, it's like, there are so many things to pay attention to so many things that you're directing your attention to. And a lot of times you get spread really thin, uh, and mm. it makes things really challenging. So, you know, having some time to be able to kind of chill out and, and relax a little bit, a lot of times makes you better yes. uh, during the time when you have to be on it, you know? Um, and that also comes with delegating some tasks, which can yeah. be really hard to do. And I always struggled with that because it was like, I wanted to have my hand in everything yes. um, because I was just so, so worried about everything all the time. It was like, you know, I wanted to make sure that the, the value was there. The same level of service was there and it is hard to delegate and step back a little bit. Um, 
Sure, but, from, from know, greeting people, from greeting the customers coming in to your gym to making sure that your bathrooms are extremely clean. I mean, right. mm -hmm. the gym owner is wearing every hat, just like you said, like you you will wear yourself them and you want to do, you want to do it all. Yes. Asking for yes. help. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I don't like asking for help either. It's like, you know, I'd rather struggle by myself than, than sure. ask for help, which, yeah. you know. I don't want to put the burden on anybody else. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I'm the same way. I'm like, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's fine. Figure don't it worry out. about it. You know, it's I'm fine. like a, yeah, <laughs> like a huge people pleaser. You know, it's like, <laughs> I want everybody else to be happy and comfortable. And it's like, if I have to suffer, then that's okay. But I want everybody else to be to, to be happy and feel good, you know? So yep. uh, it's challenging. Uh, <laughs> it is, you're 100% right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All righty. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on good old social media? We have uh, the Buffalo Multi-Fit. Like it's Buffalo underscore Multi-Fit. We have semi-private training. So it's SPT. It's just SPT or semi-private training. Um, they can follow me. It's Carrie Law 14. And it's funny because I don't, again, I'm not, you know, into that. And, and, and it, people laugh at me and they're like, you need to, you know, post stuff about yourself. What, I mean, who cares what I do? <laughs> and then, you know, when I started posting things, they're like, oh my gosh, you got a new dog or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, they like to see they see the gym side, but they like to see the craziness yeah. in, in the house. Absolutely. So they can follow us on, um, on social media and they can also, um, you know, online, buffalomultifit.com. All righty. Perfect. So Caroline from Buffalo Multifit in Hamburg, New York. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, it's been so great having, having you on the show. Yeah, of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.